0: Coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show.
1: And so we have, when we have a healthy metabolism also through proper nutrition, it helps us to be who we want to be emotionally and not who we are. Don't want to be. Or not who we are when we're hungry.
0: Yeah, right.
1: I'm hungry. Get away from me. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Right. Yeah. And that's when the metab- our body metabolism is out of control. You know, it's going up and down and yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And what we've done is we've disconnected certain areas that should be connected. And we...
0: Welcome to the show from the, the MD, MD and chef, chef team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef team. And who are you?
1: And I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team.
0: And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, then, we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant
0: life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we like, like to, to have, have fun, fun too. So let's, let's get on with
1: the show. The question What does nutrition have to do with anxiety and depression and uh, brain health? Really, mm. I mean, does it matter? Has it got anything to do with it?
0: I'll tell uh. you right now what the answer
1: is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why. And the answer is no. So anyway, thanks. Great to see you. Bye for now. Yeah, go ahead. Eat all the (laughs) junk
0: you want. No big deal. It won't hurt you.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, I want to start off this by just an observation. Have you noticed that the world has just gone aggro Mm. or, you know, aggressive, whatever term you want to use? I mean, are we walking around on eggshells anymore? So much around people you know, that we we might just say something innocently, or we might do something innocently, and bah! you know, every, I know, it just, you know, I mean, you I know, know, road rage is, is an example all over the world, but also even in conversations, you could just, you know, be lying down in a conversation, all of a sudden, boom, it just explodes. I mean, we, we just started a point where we're walking around eggshells around people. So what's going on? Well, Yes, we're talking anxiety, depression, and and brain health. But I mean, we're talking emotions, the emotional stability of people. And what I've noticed uh, over the last probably 10 years, but definitely over the last five years, how the emotional stability of of people has basically gone off. And I was going to say, hon, if you want to hit the chat button up there, check and see if there's anything.
0: Okay, I'm in control of the controls. (laughs) Bye! all right something in
1: to get everybody going
0: hello everyone <laughs> yeah. i'm typing in the chat hello
1: so today we want to talk about that emotional stability anxiety and depression uh, brain health what's diet got to do with this so i want to start off with talking about two areas of the brain one is called the amygdala now the amygdala is a almond sized cluster that's basically at the Base of the brain, base of the neck, down in here. All right, so the amygdala, the purpose of the amygdala, that is our emotional response area. It's the fight or flight area. One thing to uh, understand about the amygdala is the amygdala is reactionary. It's not as amygdala just reacts to things. It also carries memory responses of things that we have done in the past and what our memory says we should do so the amygdala is a something that uh, it really defines and regulates emotions it reacts to fight and flight and those types of emotions now the other area which is called our uh, frontal lobes that's right here at the front the front part of the brain that you know the kind of the big part of the brain that is the adult in the room. The frontal lobes are the adults in the room. And the, and the frontal lobes help us to make rational decisions, mature decisions. And so the frontal lobes can, oh, and I find it so fascinating. I The frontal lobes can
0: override. Lobe, lobe. It's just one. We've just got one frontal lobe. So we got one on each side.
1: Hmm. we'll have a discussion about that one
0: <laughs> i will google yeah, it right now it <laughs> but i just remember yeah. from my neuroanatomy it was just one but yeah it could be a split up one huh? on the on each okay side. sorry but anyway I'm...
1: uh yeah your, your, your neurological anatomy my
0: neuroanatomy but that neuro- was a long anatomy. long time ago yeah.
1: <laughs> well the frontal frontal lobes
0: what that does
1: is it is the like i said the adult in the room but the Frontal lobes can override the amygdala. So when the amygdala is the reactionary part, the frontal lobes are more the response. So when there's flight or fight or emotions or things going on, well, the amygdala just does it. But the frontal lobes, the adult in the room, has the opportunity to say, no, we probably shouldn't do that. Let's not react that way. Let's just respond this way. And so those frontal lobes can override the amygdala.
0: And Michael's right at it. There are two frontal lobes.
1: Well, I got that one today. Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: <Well>. <laughs> so here's the interesting thing. And when I use the term poor diet, uh, we don't have time to get into all that today, but just understand when I'm talking poor diet, I basically mean you're not getting any live food in you all day long. You're not eating pretty much a plant-based diet. You're not getting all your good veggies and greens and all the live food all day long. You're eating dead food, franken foods, packets, sachets, fast foods, things loaded with sugars and hydrogenated oils and deep fried and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of the basis of your daily eating lifestyle. And too much caffeine, too much alcohol, um, sugary drinks, and all that kind of stuff. So when I so when I say poor diet, that you kind of understand what I'm talking about there. So what a poor diet does, it actually activates, highly activates the amygdala. It makes it react even more the fight or flight. And what it does is it disconnects the frontal lobes. Hmm. So it causes the frontal lobes, that adult in the room, to kind of like disconnect. So now all of a sudden, we don't have this adult in the room, the frontal lobes, to override the amygdala reactionary part of our brain. So what you're finding is in today's world, because of poor diet, You've got a lot of people who are running around reacting to things. Because, because of the junk food that they're eating. Because of the poor diet. Which cuts off the connection to the frontal lobe, which is the adult. Right.
0: And, and so the, there's
1: ah. no, you're not getting the overrides. You're not getting the mature, rational override to say, oh, wait a second. Okay, I understand this might hmm. not be a good decision, you know because we're all we get all kinds of flight or fright all day long fight or flight things happen all day long where we go oh okay i'm going to go to the other side of the street or i should be driving this way or or i shouldn't go
0: down the alley
1: yeah or a phone call comes that kind of throws you off it's something that's not that good well you know there's no rational speaking through it and coming up a positive way of handling that it's like what are you what are you talking about now, now, now? you know that type no of i thing. don't know
0: what you're talking about <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah oh babe. But yes and so when you understand that in those two areas when, when we're talking about the poor diet how the um frontal lobe now all of a sudden doesn't have that response to override the reactionary amygdala and then we also have a thing called hypoglycemia. Now that's more of the medical term, more of the detailed mm-hmm. term. But basically, that means has anybody ever had low blood sugar? You know, during the day, you get that point of the day where you're kind of like, uh, and you're almost like, oh man, I got to grab something here. Oh, don't talk to me right now. I'm just like, oh, I can't handle no, I can't handle it right now. Just I got to eat something. I got to eat something. You know, that that feeling, mm-hmm. that's the, your low blood sugar. And what happens is when that happens is our body has a beautiful system of saying, whoa, emergency, emergency, low blood sugar, low blood sugar, emergency. And bam, it, it produces higher the stress hormones, cortisol. adrenaline and cortisol. Right. And I'll understand those are stress hormones but what they do is they help us to kind of oh, get back up again however when those are being produced and their stress hormones they're activating the amygdala and so all of a sudden again we've got the reactionary emotional part of our brain like on that okay you know and so i can see it everywhere and you can see it around And so when we have hypoglycemia which we all get low blood sugar but the the key is to have a balanced metabolism where it's you know it's just kind of yeah we get little dips but it's not peaks and valleys and you know okay i'm cool oh I need a coffee and a brownie and oh, I'm good. And oh my gosh, I've got to eat some cookies and a Coke or something, you know, and we're just going up and down and the emotions are flying all over the place. Mm. And these have so much to do with our brain health. Now, please understand that nutrition isn't the only thing that affects our brain health, anxiety, and depression. It's not the only thing. However, It is very, very important because of our body systems and what, how what we eat affects what's going on in all our hormones and everything else that our body is creating and the way our brain is thinking and how it affects that. Now, I wanted to ask you
0: Hmm. about BDNF. BDNF? BDNF. Do you mean BDNF? N-F. Yes, BDNF. What do you want me to tell you about BDNF? Well, just,
1: can you just give us a a little synopsis of, of what BDNF is?
0: Sure, so BDNF stands for brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It's we call it the fertilizer the brain fertilizer. And, you know, when you're planting, like I'm going to be planting some sunflowers soon and Chef Michael's going to help me get the garden ready so that when we plant the seed, right, babe? Yes, yes, yes I'll be there, I'll be there. <laughs> and uh, when we plant the seed in the beautiful fertilizer, organic fertilizer, it'll allow the sunflowers to grow. Well, BDNF is the brain's fertilizer so that nerves can be con- can-, can connect and discuss with each other. Instead of nerves, nerve cells being way apart from each other, they're connected. They grow into each other and they start talking. It helps you grow your brain. BDNF helps you grow your brain. Now, that sounds like a very
1: important thing to have in a yes. good brain-o.
0: Yes, it is.
1: A very important protein to be having working properly. Now, here's the thing. Research has shown that sugar... And the more sugar we have decreases the BDNF in our brain. Very good point. Very good point. So, I mean, you know, with Isabel and I, uh, we work with Alzheimer's patients, reversing that and preventing that. And uh, BDNF is such an important part. But we also understand that the brain, when it starts to feed off of sugars, uh, it's basically bottom line is it switches off. Right. And so, again, that's Back to the so poor BDN, diet.
0: So sugar, sugar yep. does decreases what, decreases the production of BDNF, BDNF So sugar, body. when we eat sugar, decreases the production of BDNF in our brain. So our brain doesn't have the fertilizer to grow and make the connections. And so you may start experiencing brain fog. You may start experiencing word loss. You're, like, you're in the middle of a sentence and you're like... What's that word? It's a simple word. Uh, (laughs) That might be happening because your brain cells aren't connecting and talking to each other. Good point, Ben.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so here's the thing. With healthy metabolism, you can actually be who you want to be emotionally. Uh, There's a book written back in the mid-1990s, I think 1995, by a gentleman named Daniel Goldman. And he introduced what's called emotional intelligence, EI, because mm. we didn't really think much about emotional intelligence until then and and talks about emotional intelligence and how, you know, when we develop our emotional intelligence, that helps us to be who we want to be. And so we have when we have a healthy metabolism also through proper nutrition, it helps us to be who we want to be emotionally. And not who we are,
0: don't want to be,
1: or not who we are when we're hungry.
0: Yeah, right.
1: I'm hungry, get away from me. I out <laughs> me. Don't talk to me. Yeah, and that's when the metab our body metabolism is out of control. You know, it's going up and down and yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And what we've done is we've disconnected certain areas that should be connected and we've activated areas that shouldn't be highly activated and just thrown the whole body system out of whack. And a lot of times we just think about that physically, you know, physically, oh, well, you know, okay, you know, I got to make sure I don't have fat and a belly and all this kind of stuff. But it's actually what's going on up here. It's really, really affecting our brains, throwing us off. As far as depression, anxiety, it, it affects the way we think, the way we think positively, the way we think about the world, the way we react about the world, and then also in all other areas of brain health, it's just starts to throw it all off. And again, as I talked about today, I think it's just making the world aggro because we're walking around eggshells on everybody and, and people are just kind of reacting to things. And um, we've lost this art of being able to respond and work together as rational human beings.
0: I, I love it. It's a good. Re- it, it just helps you understand the mess.
1: Yeah. That is out there. Yeah. yeah. And
0: how people need to take responsibility of what they're putting into their mouths.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else you
0: wanted yes, to? Yes, I did. About? How did you know? <laughs> I had a feeling you were Gavin. I just um <coughs> I I just say, look, if you Excuse me. if you're having if you're having one of those um episodes, you know, where you are anxious or you're starting to feel very depressed, just think back What did you eat over the last half hour? What did you eat over the last hour? And just be very aware. Did I just eat a candy bar and a soda? Did I just eat a muffin and a cup of coffee? Well, you know what? If you're starting to crash, it's because your blood sugar is starting to crash. So just think back. Am I eating clean, healthy, live food? Or am I eating dead, poisonous food that's making me unwell and, and react unwell? Just think back. Yeah. On what you're eating, yeah, and, and it, yes, food is medicine, yeah. but and, it can also it be, can be poison. your poison. That's,
1: yeah, yeah. The full story is food is medicine, and? and food can be poison. Yes, yes. You know, just you saying that reminded me of a funny story that kind of ties into it a little bit. But how food just not just physically, but emotionally affects us and and how we react is I, I remember a time, and you of course remember this. When we were doing a presentation to a gentleman at lunchtime, who wanted to hear oh. about, he wanted he wanted to hear about some things we were doing. And if you know anything about Isabel, or if you've seen her here now, um, you know you're not going to fall asleep just chatting <laughs> for Isabel for fifteen or twenty minutes. Okay, it just that's just not the way it works. Anyway, but it was just after this gentleman's lunch, and within two minutes, he was just well, he had a
0: pie well yeah i
1: was gonna say that i mean not
0: an apple pie we're talking about a meat pie like a
1: meat yeah so he he was just nodding off and and you know we asked him i I forget his name let's just say it's john it's like john you just had lunch what'd you have for lunch oh i had a a pie and a coffee and uh i don't know i think he had a A brownie or something or a biscuit or something or a cookie i mean you look at that you know (laughs) Yeah, he got a, he kind of got a little sugar rush at lunch, but here it was, you know, fifteen twenty minutes, half hour. I'm not sure exactly when after his lunch, and he was out. He was pew, had crashed, and it just shows how that that can happen. And he, you know, there was no, you know, let's not even bother going on. You you know, I you
0: really wanted to slap him, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I
1: uh, Refrain. No, no, well, hopefully, your amygdala wasn't running. No, no, my upset. amygdala
0: was fine. I can, my frontal lobe controlled my amygdala. That's right. Your
1: amygdala said, Just slap the just guy, just
0: slap him and your away. Your frontal lobe
1: said, Ah, 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 ah. be adult, a good girl. Your mom, the adult <laughs> in the room is overriding that. You say yeah. nice things to John, and then we'll just excuse ourselves
0: and go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, because I ate a good lunch, yes, that yes. day. Calling all women, are you feeling depressed, anxious, lacking in energy, having problems sleeping all night long, waking up with brain fog or maybe even hopelessness, and you know that there is a better you that wants to come out? Hello, it's me, Dr. Isabel, and wow, if any of this sounds like you, I get you. I have been in this place, and I really wish someone who really knew what I was going through would have been there to help me through to the other side of that deep, dark place. That's why I started the Shame-Free Anxiety and Depression Community for Women Only. It's a free and private Facebook group. Would you like weekly coaching to help you become your best self? And how about be inspired and encouraged by other women in the community? We now know that we grow better in community and not alone. The link is in the podcast description or you can search in Facebook for the shame-free anxiety and depression community for women. It's free, it's private, and it's safe. I hope to see you there soon.
1: Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review.